We're joined by singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, A.J. Croce. He's the son of legendary songwriter Jim Croce, a soulful singer who has developed his own musical style, blending blues, soul, jazz, and rock and roll. A.J. is coming to the Troy Savings Bank Music Hall February 10th, playing a special night of music featuring a complete set of classics by his dad, some of his own tunes, and songs that influence both. It's the Croce Plays Croce 50th Anniversary Tour, TroyMusicHall.org for tickets. A.J., thank you so much. Great seeing you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Three iconic albums in your dad's catalog. You Don't Mess Around with Jim, Life and Times, and I Got a Name. Recently re-released all together by BMG. It's called The Definitive Croce. Yes, it's really great. And it's the first time that all three LPs have been available since they were first released. They haven't been available since since CDs were invented, actually, you know, so it's kind of amazing. And the fact that they're all in this collection and the, the pressing of this vinyl is so good. I was involved in a lot of the early work and putting it together. And it was just it was a real thrill. They did a wonderful job. That's awesome. 50 years later. But these albums are timeless. AJ, why do you think your dad's music is so beloved and resonates with millions of people? I think it's real. I think everyone can identify with the characters he wrote about, um, even when it was him. Um, you know, he wrote about so many different kinds of characters in uh, Speedball Tucker or Rapid Roy, Don't Mess Around with Jim or Leroy Brown or uh, Roller Derby Queen, or so many others. But they were all uh, a piece of all of us. It was the wild side or the the risk takers in each of us, um, the characters that he told stories about. He made heroes out of everyday people. And I think that is uh, something that is sort of timeless. You know, it's something we, we long for is to is to have heroes that are uh, identifiable. Growing up, your dad's shadow loomed large and it was something you couldn't escape from and, and maybe you still haven't but you figured out a way to live adjacent to it you made a name for yourself <laughs> as your own right. singer songwriter right and that's, that's right. made playing your dad's songs a lot easier certainly certainly and um you know and i've had the really amazing opportunity to work with some of my heroes when i was growing up and it gave me the confidence that i needed to do what i did and what i do you know uh, they you know ray charles didn't ask me to to go on tour with them or or bb king or aretha or any of these people that i toured with because i was my father's son it was because of my piano playing, you know, uh, and it was through uh, really by playing and um, and having that roller coaster of a career that goes up and down and you never know where it's going to be that I really feel like I paid my dues and finally came out on the other side with a much different and uh, more mature and um, grateful perspective. Yeah. Your dad's music undoubtedly inspires you. And then there's Elton John and Paul McCartney, mm -hmm. Billy Preston, Ray Charles, yeah. as you mentioned, Leon Russell, yeah. Sam Cooke, Chuck Berry, yeah. Neil Young, all artists who you've covered and whose yeah. songs we might hear at your show, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And every single night is different because about halfway through the show, I open up the request line, so to speak, and Love the it. audience genuinely chooses what we're going to play for the rest of the show. Wow. 
And so, so like my videographer who's there doing this while we're performing has to pull things out of nowhere to, to make it work because what the audience chooses is really what we play. And it could be, it could be a Rod Stewart song or a Faces thing, or it could be McCartney, or it could be, you know, a deep cut of my father's. And that's usually what it is. The deeper cuts people didn't hear yet and they want to hear it. And, um, and I love that. I love being able to change the show each night. You know, obviously we're going to play the hits, you know, but, the deeper cuts are so much fun and there's not a song that the band doesn't know. So we just dive in and, and, and have a blast. That's incredible. Music has literally been part of your entire life. You were about a week shy of your second birthday when your dad died in September, 1973. Do you have any memories of him? You know, memories of my father are very, um, I would say it's a challenge to say whether it's a memory uh, truly a memory or just the fact that I've seen so many photos of us together and heard tapes of us together and seen video of, of him holding me and being together that it's somehow in, in my mind or, you know, uh, I feel like it's there, but I can't tell you that I remember a particular uh, event. You know, I was so young. Mm. Time in a Bottle is a song that he wrote for you. Yeah. Is that a song that is very emotional to play? Do you play that song? Absolutely. I play it. And it is the hardest song to play for that exact reason. It was the hardest one to put together. And I found a way of doing it that is really um, special, I think. And I'm proud of it. And I think that when audiences come to the show, they get a sense of that, you know? It's one of those things, it was the hardest one to add to the set, and I knew it was a necessity, of course, um, but I, you know, I just found a way for for it to be done in a really beautiful and uh, sincere way. AJ, how do you balance maintaining your own artistic identity while honoring your family's musical heritage? I think they're one and the same at this point. I think that um, my father had a great deal of integrity. I think he did something that was really unique and uncompromising in the way that he did it. He was probably put into a box of singer-songwriters because it was an era of them, you know, with with great singer-songwriters. But what he did was a little different, um, as it was for all of them. James Taylor was a little different. Paul Simon was a little different. And Bob Dylan was a little different. And um, Cat Stevens was a little different. And certainly my father was uh, uniquely himself. And I think that was a real part of what he did that made me feel um, like I didn't need to fit into a box. I never wanted to. And I think, you know, Ray Charles was, you know, influential in that way. He played all different kinds of music. And, you know, the Beatles were influential in that way. And the Stones were because they could play all different kinds of genres of music and still be who they were. You know, at the core, they were who they were um, because as artists, they were so completely themselves that that's all they could ever be. And that was what I realized. And what I still realize is the key to what I do. Wow. Your last album, 2021's By Request album, your last album, are you making songs? Are you preparing for another album? Oh yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm going in next month um, with Shooter Jennings um, going out to LA and recording with, with my group and, and, um, and some players out there as well. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It'll come out later this year in the fall. Uh, whole new batch of original material 
all new, all new original material. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Wow. AJ, tell us about your red hot band that you have. And you're going to be <laughs> Detroit Same um, Thing Music Hall with. Yes. Yes. They're truly amazing. Um, I'm sure uh, the listeners out there know my drummer, Gary Malibur. He's from Buffalo, New York originally and um, joined Van Morrison's group and, and recorded the uh, moon dance and Tupelo honey and St. Dominic's preview. And then moved from Woodstock out to San Francisco with Van and joined another group called the Steve Miller band was with them through the mid eighties. He was with Joe Walsh and Peter Frampton, Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt, Springsteen, so many others. He'll be there. He's been with me for seven years my bass player, David Berard, he's from New Orleans. He sings and plays bass with me, and he is truly wonderful. He was with Dr. John for nearly 40 years, and Alan Toussaint, Etta James, and Patti LaBelle, and on and on and on. All these iconic R&B groups, many who, who we connected through, Neville Brothers being one, and of course, Etta James and B.B. King and Dr. John. And my guitar players out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas, originally, now out of Nashville, uh, James Pennebaker played with Delbert McClinton and Leroy Parnell and Freddie Fender and uh, John Fogarty and so many others. And my singers wow. are just wonderful. It is a really amazing, amazing group. And, and um, you know, those guys all, you know, won Grammys as musicians. They're just truly gifted. How blessed are you to be surrounded by these talented musicians? I mean, wow. Oh. Oh, it, I feel it. I feel grateful every night to be able to do what I love. You know, of course, it's not always been easy, but it has always been worth it. AJ Croce joining us. AJ, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And I, and I hope to see you there in Troy. Yeah, AJCrocheMusic.com is the website. TroyMusicHall.org for tickets to Croce Plays Croce, February 10th. You do not want to miss it. AJ, thank you so much. All the best to you. Thank you so much. Take care.